Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Adrian. And I'm Thierry. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Ferner Ernster, CEO at Librerie Ernster. Adrian, why did you invite Ferner Ernster to the show? Librerie Ernster is a well-known bookselling family business in Luxembourg and also has been a very popular institution with Luxembourgers since 1889. I wanted to get Ferner on the show to discuss the role of booksellers in the digital age, and this especially with the pandemic having influenced consumer behaviours. Indeed. Competing in the digital age has become a tough game across many industries, but especially in the bookselling business with Amazon dominating e-commerce quite significantly. Also, as our listeners know, Luxembourg is a very multicultural and multilingual country, with half of the population being foreign. Whilst this is a challenge for a local bookseller when it comes to adapting their language proposition, it also highlights the great diversity that the country enjoys and its underlying potential. Talking about challenges and opportunities, what other highlights can you mention here? During my conversation with Ferno, we discussed the importance of anchor stores in today's economy. To provide a bit of background to those who are listening in from overseas, Ferno refers to shopping malls such as Cactus Bay de Toile, Concorde, Cloche d'Or, or even Auchan Kirchberg, which are established malls in the surroundings of Luxembourg City. At times when the capital is going through significant infrastructure changes and roadwork transformations, shopping malls have indeed become an important location to capture further frequency. And now, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Fernand Ernster, CEO at Librairie Ernster. Fernand, welcome to the show. Hello. It's great to have you here on the Luxembourg podcast. But here we've got a very, very established tradition. So before we actually dive into the core of the topics, we'd like to know who we're talking to. So Fernand, in your own words, how would you introduce yourself? Yes, well, my name is Fernand Ernster and I'm running a bookselling business in Luxembourg called Ernster L'Esprit Livre. We are one of the main actors in the book retail in our country. As a director and owner of, of, of a family business, I always try to stay down on earth. And I attach a great importance to the work atmosphere in our company. And uh, I myself, I am a very positive person. And I always, uh, I'm always looking for opportunities And uh, on the other hand, I need people beside me that uh, show me the problems. I also have a strong thirst for knowledge, all sectors, and I always want to try to learn from others. I see myself more than as an entrepreneur, than as a businessman or even as a bookseller. Part of my company, I hold uh, several mandates in in employees' organization, such as uh, Chamber of Commerce or CLC, Confédération Luxembourgeoise du Commerce. And outside all of that, I uh, like to stay busy and active. My main hobby being biking trips uh, for now. And uh, together with my my wife, we have uh, three adult uh, sons. Did you have an epiphany early in your lifetime? Did you realize why you wanted to go for entrepreneurship? What was the, uh, the trigger for you? The trigger for me was, uh, well, as a young adult, I was very attracted by everything which was mechanical or engineering. 
especially the automotive industry. And I saw myself as an entrepreneur uh, more in repairing uh, and restoring cars and motorcycles. However, uh, I, on the other hand, I saw that I had a very good taste for commerce. So, uh, for instance, as an anecdote, when I was uh, a young man in, in, in high school, I started to sell milk cartoons to other students as I, I, I succeeded in, be, in being the, the first at the selling station. And after 10 minutes, uh, they were sold out. So uh, then I went to the older students and I sold them the milk cartons <laughs> for even obviously for a, a higher price than I bought them. That was uh, one of my first businesses at uh, the age of 13. But I believe the main reason for my career choice was that, that I saw my parents uh, running this business and I saw a lot of opportunities of making growing, growing it in Luxembourg. When I was young, we were one of, uh, of a lot of uh, book selling bookstores in Luxembourg and this one of the smallest. And uh, my goal was always to grow and to have at least the same lorry than uh, our greatest competitor. Uh, talking about Answer, actually, it's a multi-generational business. It's been around for several generations uh, in Luxembourg. Luxembourgers know Ernst very well, but uh, for more the international uh, listenerships, can you just walk us through the, the actual genesis? How did, you, how did your family start the business? And, and, and talking about growth, what, uh, how can you kind of sort of describe the growth process when you took over the, the reins? Well, my great-grandfather, who founded the business in 1889, he used to be a teacher. And as a teacher, he used also to be an author and a publisher of school books uh, in, in French and also in uh, mathematics. And in 1885, he decided to stop and to focus on publishing books. And in 89, he founded a bookstore in the city of Luxembourg. From that time on, the shop went through the family all Every successor succeeded in, uh, in being the only owner, owner of it. So um, as I had two sisters who didn't want to enter the family business, my goal was to be on my own uh, at the age of 40. And the way we chose was uh, that I, uh, I bought the company. And uh, for being able to buy the company, I had to grow it up. In, uh, I started, I entered the company in 84 as an employee. And in uh, 1988, we had the first opportunity of uh, entering a shopping mall. As uh, during my studies, I also made an internship in, uh, in Munich in a, in a very large bookstore who had also uh, shops in shopping centers. I saw that the shopping center were indeed a very uh, potential terrain to, uh, to attract people. And so that opportunity was uh, really great. And uh, then we decided with my father to found companies where I aimed to buy the shares during 10 years. Uh, so at the age of uh, 39, I was on my own. I owned all the parts of uh, two companies at that time. And as from, from that moment on, 
we took every opportunity to grow. And actually, now talking talking about the way you've you've seen things and how uh, the business has grown and, and has evolved over time, there's always you know with the online or e-commerce emergence and uh, you know with the more prominence, especially now after the pandemic. Can you just uh, out of interest, can you explain to our listeners why it's still in your in your line of business actually why it's still important to have brick and mortar shops? Well, I think internet is a real opportunity. And uh, we uh, actually reserved the domain name Ernster.com in uh, 1996. That was the same year. I remember that Jeff Bezos, a certain Jeff Bezos started selling books in a garage in the United States. And in uh, 97, we went also online with the first online shop. But from that on, we never really earned money with an online shop. It was always uh, just for us uh, a showcase to be uh, able also to, to show something on the net. But I think it's quite different to hold a book in your hand, to feel it, to smell it. And uh, so I believe we changed the way to attract customers, to make it a real experience, an experience by uh, design, the design of the shop but also an experience by the people you can meet. And, well, our booksellers are well-trained and, above all, they are all passionate book readers. So, for instance, it's a very interesting thing you just said, which, of course, you know, when you visit marketplaces like Amazon and uh, and all these bigger places where you can see reviews on books and so forth, so people can have, like, an initial idea of what uh, what they may potentially buy. So you're saying that uh, your um, employees should be able to talk about any topics. Is it like is it like any subdivision in their specialization fields whenever they can talk to customers when they come in and 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 try to you know guide the customers through uh, through their purchase journey? Well, uh, I think our bookshops are general uh, bookshops and the, the the main books we are selling are fiction books and Booksellers mainly recommend what they read or what they bought. And uh, one of, 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 uh, of the specifications of our shops are that all our shops are different. And our booksellers help us in designing the bookshop, but also in deciding what books should be in the shelves. So the diversity of our of, of, of the bookshop environment is quite important to make it performant. I believe that is the reason also why we succeeded in, in, in growing. Do you have an example of uh, shops where the, you, you wanted to particularly replicate a, a, a certain experience if you compare your shop in, in, in the capital, so in Luxembourg City? An example everybody knows is FNAC. And I think if you go in a FNAC shop, you have in, in, in France uh, almost, you always have the same experience. Uh, if you are in, in Paris, uh, Lyon or Nantes or wherever. Uh, so um, as our shops are quite close uh, in, in, in distance one from another, they have to be different. Uh, if, for instance, you, share, you take the two shopping centers uh, Belle Etoile and Concorde, there is a three kilometers distance uh, uh, from one to, to the other. Couldn't have shared the same uh, customers and the shops have to be different. 
Uh, also, out of interest, do you get like um, customer feedback? Because um, there's one, one of the things that, that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, obviously, the marketplace like Amazon sell books certainly che- in a cheaper way because they don't have the same overhead costs as uh, as brick and mortar locations. So, what's what's your kind of secret ing- ingredient to attract customers? I think uh, customer experience is very important to us. And so is also employee experience. And it's important to us to have uh, employees which feel good, which feel free, which uh, can live their passion. And uh, if an employee comes to us with an idea, we never stop him, we listen to him and uh, we discuss with him the idea. And sometimes good ideas are put in place. And I believe the, the, uh, one of, 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 of the reasons for our success is that we are all driven by passion. Good entrepreneurs are, are the ones that strongly believe in the vision and, uh, and the goal they want to achieve, it, how they want to achieve it. So uh, the passion is definitely one of the key drivers to, to get there. But uh, Fernand, there's also a, a, a very intriguing question for me that, uh, that I've been wanting to ask you. Luxembourg, as you know, uh, the demographics of the country have been changing a lot. It was definitely different 20 years ago where probably you had uh, fewer English-speaking people, for example. And, and I think this has changed a lot with the economy needing more specialized uh, workforces and so forth. So for a bookseller, I can imagine diversifying your your proposition in terms of language. Uh, language diversity is, is, is more and more challenging. So how do you how have you adapted your book proposition in that sense over time to, um, to just uh, you know meet demand, growing demand in that sense? One of the specifications of Luxembourg is that we are used to handle a lot of languages. And when I started, we had three languages, uh, mainly three languages in our shops, uh, being uh, the, the first present language was German, then French, and after that Luxembourg. We had a very small shelf with English books, but that wasn't uh, really uh, a topic. By now, we have uh, even an, uh, an English bookshop, all English, called All English uh, in town, selling only English books. And uh, indeed, demographic is constantly changing and will change in the future. And even close to the 50% of the Luxembourgish inhabitants don't have a Luxembourgish passport. And uh, also we noticed that uh, uh, French became a larger part of the selling books. And uh, But nowadays English is too very, very important. There, uh, there are a lot of companies where English is the main uh, language inside. So um, I believe our customers tell us the way we should uh, change. We, we changed until now and we should change also in the future. Out of interest, the I know there's, there's certainly some some market for Luxembourgish books or you know books written in Luxembourgish. Has there been any change? Is there still appetite for this? The current market trend, we have some very good publishers uh, publishing Luxembourgish books in Luxembourg, and our Ministry of Culture helps them also to be able to publish in Luxembourg because Luxembourgish. We have a country with uh, more 630,000 inhabitants and uh, only the half of them uh, being Luxembourgish. We have not a very huge market. So if a book is printed, let's say 800 or 1,000 copies, that's already a lot of. So, uh, But we sell around 10% of our turnover 
is uh, Luxembourgish uh, production, but uh, Luxembourgish publishers also publish in, in German and in French and even in English. But you were talking earlier about priorities and, and we had a, a brief offline conversation about this topic. Uh, I know um, that Ernst has been focusing on uh, malls or shopping malls in general. And we're still, uh, at the time of the recording, of course, we're still in the middle of a pandemic and, and consumer behavior is still unclear how things are going, going to be. But let's just say with shopping malls, probably knowing less attendance or less frequency, uh, my question to you, Fernand, is anchor stores like yours, how have they evolved with this? And of course, uh, for, the, for the benefit of the, the listenerships, uh, can you please define anchor stores? Well, uh, an anchor store in a shopping mall is a store which attracts people. Smaller shops, they, are, uh, they come to a shopping mall because they know that there are larger shops that attract people. So if you take, for instance, Belle Etoile, the main anchor store is Cactus, and people come there to buy their food, and besides, they visit all other shops being there. And bookshops never, have never been anchor stores before. It's only in the recent time that uh, going to a shop, shopping mall is not only responding to a demand, but is also a leisure occupation. And so attractive shops are very important nowadays to attract people do, during their leisure time. And uh, in that, bookshops became now, if they are large enough, anchor stores. So we are very proud today to be seen as anchor stores. And I believe we have two main locations where we uh, have anchor stores. That is one time in Klojdor, a very recent shopping mall that opened uh, even not one year before the pandemic. And the other one being Belletoile, where we are established since uh, 1988. For now, you're not particularly facing challenges with uh, uh, with the current situation. Are you still so? You still the strategy is still like focusing on the on those particular things, given that people spend their time in there. The main difficulties uh, we see today is the attraction of Luxembourg City. There is a lot of work on progress, not finishing. For instance, uh, we are working on uh, on a parking place, uh, parking house in Luxembourg City now for uh, let's say eight years, and it should have been finished uh, in, in four years. So that uh, work in progress, and uh, it's very difficult to access Luxembourg City. That makes business difficult in Luxembourg City. And that is all, also probably the reason why the uh, frequency in the shopping malls isn't declining. Even uh, with, uh, with an offer, I believe Luxembourg has one of the largest offer com uh, compared to the inhabitants of, of uh, shopping, uh, shopping surfaces. Despite that, shopping malls are, uh, the, the new shopping mall, Cloche d'Or, is uh, raising now and is uh, seen as a real competitor uh, from, uh, from the side of Belle Etoile and also uh, Concorde and even Auchan, Auchan Kirchberg, which belongs to the same uh, promoter. Actually, talking about competition, as you know, now mentioning it, we didn't discuss figures earlier, but um, my understanding is that uh, Librairie Ernster kind of owns 50% of the book market in, in Luxembourg. Of the brick and mortar book market, certainly, yes. I mentioned that uh, we don't have figures of uh, Amazon's uh, book selling in Luxembourg, but there is certainly a lot. 
uh, taking that into consideration, so uh, assuming that you know competition is getting fiercer and, and growing, so from your perspective, is it still more sensible to focus on the domestic market, so you know, really focus uh, on, on Luxembourg, or do you believe that um, crossing the border, so we've got the, the greater region, part of Belgium, part of Germany, and of course uh, France, could also potentially be good um, for, for you, so what would be your, your trade-off here? Well, I don't believe that it is easy for us to compete with the international markets. As a German bookseller, he only handles with German books, and a French bookseller seller handles only with uh, uh, French books. So uh, he has an, an advantage we don't have, and I believe if we go to international markets, we have... We, we must start with finding a, a unique selling proposition we offer on that market. I don't believe that in close to the border, uh, neither in German we could, could sell French books, neither in France we could uh, sell German books. So I'm not sure we have the right selling proposition today to go on, uh, on, on, on an international market. But we are thinking on, on, on growing in the Luxembourg mar market, maybe with other products that could be an issue. There's one, um, one question that I, that's more like generally speaking, but uh, you've, uh, we've seen the pandemic also um, apparently raising appetite for reading, for more books and so forth. So... How has the so what's the current trend? What what is uh, do you know what, what customers or, or people tend to read what um, more often as the, the pandemic kind of influenced their their preferences in terms of themes that they they go for? I don't think that we noticed major changes in the reading habitude, but apart from 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 literature focusing on on current events, obviously that is one of our main selling, we uh, see our booksellers see a real desire uh, for people to uh, read or reread even uh, fiction and uh, historical essays, uh, classics uh, of, of, of world literature as, as uh, Proust, uh, Dostoyevsky or, or Hemingway. And maybe the pan pandemic led people to be more nostalgic and... Um, the desire to to reserve, return to to uh, what was uh, a safer past that could be uh, that could be the reason why why there is a certain return to to classics and to poetry you are as you mentioned in the introduction you're very much involved in in various institutions that uh, shape the economy and and uh, you know provide all the support to, to to make the right decisions so um one of the key questions that, that i wanted to ask you as you've got this view of the, the whole market if there's one thing that you could change in luxembourg how would you change it if i could i would try getting those people who provide prosperity to our country more involved in the political decision making I know that is difficult, but uh, with more than uh, or with, with close to 50% uh, of Luxembourgish inhabitants being not Luxembourgish people, they don't have the right of vote. And to that add around 210,000 commuters who help us to, to provide prosperity. I think we should think over how to involve those people in our political uh, decision making. On that note, Fernand, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak to us today. It was a real pleasure to talk about the Librerie Ernst business. It's always fascinating to talk about books and things that inspire us. And I certainly look forward to, uh, to getting you on uh, in the near future to talk about other projects of yours. 
Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplug podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplug.com. And see you next time.